lot of excitement at the World Juniors today, and we gotta talk about it. It's not, it's not Finland almost completing the comeback. It's not Canada's thumping of Team Russia. Ryan, my friend, we have to talk about the return of the World Juniors penalty song. <laughs> Let's go. I am so hyped. Ray Ferraro can go to hell. Just kidding. I love Ray Ferraro is the best in the biz, but I love the penalty song. Are you as psyched as I am? I, I liked it. Yeah. I'm not like... I heard it. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yo. I like it. I personally am a fan. I cheered louder for the song than Canada's empty net goal. So... <laughs> Yeah, I think I did as I mean, I didn't really cheer. I didn't make any audible noise for either of them, I don't think. But <laughs> So, speaking of Canada goals, let's talk about some of them. Canada <laughs> Good wins the semifinal matchup 5-0 over Team Russia. And I guess the best place to start is by talking about Canada's start. They came oh, yeah. up flying. That was some of the best hockey we've seen from 59 them. 59 seconds. It took them 59 seconds. Which is their quickest goal of the tournament, Insane. correct? Yep. Mm-hmm. Which and is the odd, biggest game so far. Which is odd to say, considering how quickly they've scored in some of these games. TSN showed a stat right, at, right off the hop. It was, I think... Team Canada averaged three minutes until their first goal. Like, that's insane. <laughs> How does that happen? That's, yeah, that is a happening out here. So, yeah, um, 59 seconds into the game, Alex Newhook back from that upper body injury. He missed two games, one game, game and a half. I think he only missed like four periods. Yeah. Yeah. But still. And that he, was line, he was ready to go. That line was <laughs> clicking right off the hop. And uh Oh yes. Great play. Uh no, I think it was New Hook that won the puck battle. And he got the puck right on the doorstep. Not enough people are talking about the fact that that was an absolute snipe. Like yeah, I mean, we we should cover the fact that it no one really knew it was in. It was it was such a good snipe in and out. Like it, yeah, it was back. Bar. Play had kept going after it. Yeah, and then yeah, um, it was just yeah, it was a snipe. So, uh, yeah, a couple. Of those, it was about thirty seconds, and then the horn sounding, play stops, and right then you know, okay, that puck must have went in because. They're not going to stop the play unless they were like, hey, there was a goal. We got to. Yeah. So, yeah, Alex Newhook, Pride of Newfoundland, getting it done. Uh, 10.33, so we're halfway through the first. Connor McMichael makes it 2-0. Um, and then, yeah, let's talk about it now. So these two goals, and then there's a third goal in the third period were essentially the same first goal. Yeah. Or first period, sorry. <laughs> yeah. It's late. If you couldn't tell, it's <laughs> Yank Sports After Hours. 
But all three of these goals were eerily similar. It was Canada got to a puck first, won a puck battle, and then moved the puck quicker than they have in any game in this tournament. Found they an were open pouncing man. on all opportunities. They they were winning races. They were winning puck battles, and they were they were pass they were being snappy with their passes, which is something that we've oh, yeah. been imploring them to do throughout mm-hmm. this tournament. They finally started listening to us, Ryan. They did. I am. I, I like how they, they started listening to our show. You know, it's a. Uh, it's nice to have more listeners. Um. So yeah. I wonder if it was just the players. I don't know. Um, Cole Perfetti makes it three nothing on the power play. It's three nothing heading into the first intermission. That's probably the like the dream period. You could not ask for a better first twenty minutes from Team Canada, yeah. and especially against Team Russia. Like we're not talking about Germany or Austria or no disrespect yeah. to those countries, but we're talking about cream in the crop here. We're talking about one of the elite teams at this tournament, and they just neutralize them. Yeah. Um, the fact that they didn't get any goals that counted um, shows a lot to, like, and yeah, it means Levi was great. You know, Canada's defense is great, but also shows just the possession. The fact that, like, and when the puck was in neither team's possession, Canada was getting there first every time and they just seem to control play and didn't give any chances for any goals from the russians what were the shots in the first period i think it was 16 to 7 they were lopsided yeah it was and that kind of evened out as the game went on but um both coaches before the game were preaching the importance of having a good start and one team did that it was (laughs) not team russia um like that's yeah. not to say that Russia played poorly. I thought they played okay, right? I just think mm-hmm. Canada just you know, they looked each player on team Canada looked to the guy across from them in the dressing room and said, "We're going to win this." Let's do that hockey, they said. Let's do that hockey. Um so second period Braden Schneider, 4 nothing from Suzuki and Mercer. Um, and then it was the second period with, with, where the no goal happened, right? I'm pretty sure it was. I'm pretty sure it was second. Okay. If it wasn't, we're going to pretend it was in the second. Um, yes, okay. <laughs> Works for me. So, Team Rocha brings a puck into the zone, and they have the, the puck in there for a good, what, 30, 45 seconds? Um, and then, you know, eventually there's just a scramble in front of the net. I can't remember who it was on Team Russia, put it in the back of the net. It wasn't like Levi's fault. I don't think he stood a chance on that one. Mm -hmm. But, and so now, you know, Russia has that little bit of hope, right? Yeah. And hey, they've come down, they've come back from much worse than this. Yeah. Um, And, if it was indeed in the second period, there is still lots of time left. Oh, there, yeah, there's plenty of time left. So now Whenever thinking, it was, there's lots of time left. You know, it it wasn't a. I wasn't feeling any dread. I didn't have that. Oh, here we go feeling. Yeah. 
But I was a little concerned, right? Mm-hmm. You, you never want to, you never like to give up goals. Of course not. But then, Canada is challenging the play. Oh. 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 And we're at a point where, you know, you have, you have the two minute minor for getting a challenge wrong. Mm-hmm. If the coach is challenging the play, that means more than likely it's getting overturned. Which we should mention, it was for an offside that happened like 20 seconds earlier. And we're going to talk about that in just a second. So uh, they put on the headsets. And it's actually a close play. The player that was quote unquote offside, depending on who you ask, A, he was the last person to touch the puck. So there is an argument whether he was in possession of the puck. Because if you are the player with the puck, you're allowed to be offside. As long as you have the puck with you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the second thing was... If this was the NHL, he's onside. Because the skate's in the air. But mm-hmm. the IHF hasn't made that switch yet. They're making that switch next year. So anyways, <laughs> he's offside. The ref say, or the linesman tells the ref, and then the ref tells us that he's offside. No goal, and that took it out of Russia. That was game over. There's no it. coming back from yeah. that. So let's get into the debate, I guess, because we have this debate, seems like once a month, about this offside rule. So, I mean, we could start with um, I think the biggest debate is the challenging a play for offside 30 seconds after the puck came into the zone. Like, what do you give me your general thoughts on that? Because we've never had this debate on the show. <laughs> We've had a debate, but mm-hmm. but I want to hear your thoughts. Where 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 I land right now is um, if a play and we're just gonna like, there's a whole another debate about how if there should be an offside rule, but specifically the does the amount of time you have to rewind matter? Like, is there a certain point where if it's if it's been so long, it shouldn't matter? Um, I'm gonna say if a play, I, okay. I think I'll start. I'll start with this. Refs and officials, their goal is to get the call right. Yes, thank you for saying that. That's to get the call we should, right. We should make a note of that. Yeah. So, in my perspective, with 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 that goal in mind, I don't think it matters how far you have to rewind. If you if you want to get the call right, I think it's the same. Let's say like a goal is scored. I I know once Taylor Hall against Nashville for the like years ago for the Oilers, he sh- shot it across behind the goalie. He went in and back out, and play went on for like two whole minutes before the next stoppage in which they looked at it, right? Because they didn't look at it during play. They waited till the next stoppage, and play went on forever. And if if someone's like, oh well, over two minutes. Like that shouldn't count now. Like it does. Like who cares, right? Then it's like, well, he's no, he scored a goal. Like let's get the call right. The puck 
crossed the line off a stick. It was legal. It was a goal. And I think if, like, I think if you were to say, okay, for offside, it's 30 seconds, you can't review it anymore, then you have inconsistency now. Because for a goal, would you say the same? I don't know. I feel like getting the call right is the most important thing in any situation. And if you have to rewind time to do that, to correct a call, I th- I'm totally fine with doing that. That's where I st- So I'm good with it. Very well what- said. Very well spoken. Thank you. Um, I have I have a few thoughts that I'm just trying to organize here. So All right. <laughs> when you're talking about, oh, well, what does that have to do with the rest of the play? It was 45 seconds ago. We need to define what offside, what a delayed offside is. Because that's essentially what we're dealing with here, right? Yeah. In a roundabout mm-hmm. way, it's basically a delayed offside. It's exactly what it is. The puck is in the zone illegally, which means that whatever happens while the puck is in the zone illegally is void. As an example, um, if you have a team that enters the zone and the linesman signaling a delayed offside, right? So they haven't touched the puck yet. The play's still going on. But the linesman's yelling, offside, offside, offside. Now let's say the team that that's in the defensive zone that has the puck puts the puck out of play. Yeah. Where does the face-off go? I don't actually know. <laughs> I, it's a very obscure rule, but the face-off it, goes... My, the face-off my, goes some, my, my assumption's offside. Face-off. The face-off goes outside the blue line. Yeah, the, at the offside, offside The offside takes priority because from the perspective of the rules, I say as if the rules is its own sentient being, um, the puck's in the zone illegally, so anything that happens is void. Yeah. Right? So if there's a stoppage of play, when it's it's like if... I No, I won't get into it. I'll, I could be here all night going through obscure situations and rules. <laughs> um, so the puck's in the zone illegally. It doesn't matter if it's two seconds later or a minute and a half later. The puck's in the zone illegally, which means anything that happens is with the puck. Obviously, you can still take penalties and such, but anything that happens with the puck is voided. Yeah, I think the bottom is if the call was gotten right at the time, there yep. would have been a whistle. And anything after exactly. that does not exist. Now, my so other point... That's the bottom line. My other point is that... So I've seen some suggestions that are saying if the play is continued for X amount of time, you're not allowed to review it. How do you decide... Like, I, I've seen 30 seconds, 20 seconds, 45, a minute. Yeah. Like, you're just picking a totally arbitrary number at random that has nothing to do with what's going on in the game. So it's, it's, it's impossible to make that a good rule because it's completely the, arbitrary. Yeah. The NHL and all leagues alike have been trying to make offside more black and white. It's the skates. They've changed the puck. They... Adding a timer, you're making it so much more gray than it needs to be. Let's let's stop creating more problems with the rule. 
Okay, Ryan. Now I'm going to explain to you how we fix this. All right, Mr. Referee. Let's see what you got. (laughs) Well, I'm saying this as a fan, but also, yeah, as a ref. This is what I would like to see the NHL do. And this can be applied to all sports and how they conduct, you know, challenges and instant replay and all this. So in Canada, they have a guy, his video coach, right? And during the games, his job is to look at plays in slow motion from all different angles and see if there's anything that, you know, we should challenge. That shouldn't be allowed to happen. Okay. You should not, as a coach, you should not be allowed to look at a replay in slow motion from three different angles and say, oh, yeah, the ref missed the call here. Let's challenge it. The point of instant replay in any sport was to eliminate the blatant mistakes by the officials. Yeah. Now we've created this entirely new play, and I've talked about this for baseball, um, how, you know, a guy that's been safe for 150 years, now if you hold the tag on him, he's out because he comes off the base for a split second. In hockey, we've created this play where guy's a millimeter offside Mm -hmm. for 100 years. Their linesman's waving that off. But now he's... Now he's on side. So by eliminating the video coach, you're now – so the, the head coach is in charge of challenging plays. And now you can yeah. say he has to decide what to challenge based on his instinct, his gut reaction, what he sees from the bench, not what camera number 26 sees in you know 5% slow motion. Or whatever. Sorry. It's a very good point. And the other thing that you need to do, and hockey's already done this to their credit, and I really like this move. If you challenge and the call doesn't get overturned, two-minute penalty, delay a game. I don't care if it's offside or goalie interference. If you challenge and it's wrong, you're putting a guy in the box. Yeah, I agree Um, with that as well. It's the same. There's a rule. I don't know if the NHL has this rule, but the Hockey Canada rulebook has a rule where a team can request a measurement of a stick Right to make sure the stick's legal. Um, okay, yeah. But if you measure it and the referee's like, no, nope, the stick's legal, it's a two-minute penalty because you're you are literally delaying the game. Yeah, that's like yeah, like actually. <laughs> yeah. So you, what I'm trying to do with this suggestion is go back to the original intent of instant replay, which was to eliminate the blatant mistakes like for example if a guy's obviously holding your goalie's right pad in the crease while the puck goes past them i mean that replay didn't help anyways but yeah uh, but yeah i feel like if you video coach it just becomes it comes down to like real life it's it's just pairs of eyes on it happening in real time which is what the refs are if anyone's wondering, the rest rest are also eyes seeing things at real time and from specific spot. Like the other thing I do is I let the refs review calls. I'd say, you know what? You don't have to wait for a challenge. If you have a call that you want to get another look at, take another look at it. Let's get the call right. But let's not sit here for, you know, a minute and a half 
this trying to figure out whether a guy's skate came off the ice. <laughs> like, let's we're trying to yeah. eliminate replay was established to eliminate blatant mistakes, and now we're using it to correct judgment calls. Yeah, okay. which is just like no. <laughs> yeah. Now there is a much simpler fix. Well, sorry. First of all, I think if you implement my suggestion, you get rid of all of this. Like that, that play in the Russia game doesn't get challenged, and that goal counts. Yeah. Which is, I think, the same thing that most of the people offering suggestions want. They want that goal to count. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this does that without being arbitrary um there's a much simpler fix get rid of offside offside's a terrible rule get rid of it i would be really interested to see like i'm not I, i'm not 100 on board of get rid of offside but i would be you're a fan of offense you like goals i do this you'll get goals i because what i'm trying to figure out right now is like hmm he, here's here's because I'm trying to like that would change strategy. You could have campers now, right? Yeah. So what? But then that's one less guy on defense. Exactly. And it's gonna it's gonna change strategy. I think it would be really really interesting to watch even without offside. The one thing that I would add to the offside thing, I would like offside to be eliminated upon zone entry. So you can enter the zone, whatever. But when you're in the zone. If the puck gets outside, that's a clear, right? I feel like once you're already in the zone, then offside should count. Okay. For like yeah. leaving, you know, that way, like on like the penalty kill, right? You like chip it past the blue line. They can't just like grab it and come back in, you know? So yeah, I feel like I don't mind that. I feel like like a hybrid type thing, like on zone entry, you would have no offside rule. But once you're in, like the blue line would still exist. And once you're in the zone, then when you leave, then you have to clear to get rid of that offside to get back in. Or how about this? Instead of saying that uh, you have to keep the puck in this. Actually, no, I just realized my idea is stupid. So now I'm not going to say it. All right. <laughs> Forgive me. But yeah, I think that's fine. The only negative I could see of like ditching offside is there'd be about 40 linesmen out of a job. Because hmm. if, if you eliminate the blue lines, you could probably operate with two refs, one linesman. But I would say keep the blue line for like the 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 reason yeah. that I stated, for like the the when you once you're in the zone. I don't mind that. I I definitely think the zone entry offsides need to be get gotten rid of. Yeah, and I know it seems radical because we played this game you know the same way for eons. But I mean, there there used to be like a can't pass forward rule in the NHL. <laughs> so exactly, things can change. The forward pass used to be illegal. Goalies yeah. falling to the ice used to be illegal. Also, could we get rid of the trapezoid while we're talking about goalies, please? Okay, we could get rid of a bazillion. Like, <laughs> bonus see episode. Ma- <laughs> see how many delay game penalties the Americans took against Finland? Let's get rid of that rule, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should do talk about the rules and like challenging penalties and trapezoid oh, and goalies. Geez. No, goals outside of the zone. We're going to be here all night. <laughs> so, it's 4 nothing. It's the second period. Dylan Cousins all of a sudden has Oof. a breakaway. 
That was awesome. <laughs> did you like the penalty shot call? Um, when it first happened, I was a bit surprised, but they showed the replay and he did touch the hands, which is the rule. So I'm okay with it. I, okay. Well, like no one's arguing that he hooked them, right? Yeah. And he touched his hands. You're also not arguing that, which is I important. Think but. The debate is whether or not he impeded the shot because that's, I don't the know. That's I don't the think determining the shot that much. That's the determining factor of a penalty shot, right? Um, yeah. First of all, the international standard for penalty shots is a lot tighter. They mm-hmm. award more penalty shots, um, but yeah, the determining factor is whether or not he impeded the shot. And Ryan, if uh, we, if we were able to do this in person, I would grab a, a hockey stick and I'd hook your hands. And I'd ask you to tell me how easy it is for you to shoot while I'm hooking on your hands. We would reenact this play and just, you know, give our feedback of if we think our sh- our shot would be impeded. If spoiler on the alert, being eliminated. So. Spoiler alert: It is harder to shoot when you have a guy water skiing by your wrists. Yeah, it didn't so. look like it was that hard of a hook, though. I mean, also he fell off. I don't know. I feel like he didn't impede the shot a ton, especially when he went backhand. It but I do think he eliminated the options and made it a bit more difficult. It definitely took some power off the shot. I don't think there's yeah. any arguing that. So I like I like the penalty shot call. I wish... I don't want to say I wish there were more penalty shots. <laughs> because... Like, like, I think the way the NHL calls penalty shots are fine. Yeah. But... I think that I think that just people aren't clear what is and isn't a penalty shot, you know? Yeah. And I guess I have the unfortunate to the list of things. <laughs> I, I have the curse of having the rule book ingrained in my brain, so um, Yeah. You know what's up. <laughs> yeah. Shout like Hit me up on Twitter if you want me to define the four criteria for a penalty shot. <laughs> yeah, while we're on Cousins, I do want to briefly mention that fifth all-time for Canada World Junior Skaters in points in, like, like career points in the tournament. Respect. He's behind only Lindros, Eberle, Braden, Shannon, Ryan, Ellis. So. And this is only his second World Juniors, is it not? I believe so. He's not gonna get back to a third one. I think no. he's gonna be in Buffalo by then. But he's, he's gonna be winning a fucking Calder Trophy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Cousins get stopped by Askarov. Best save Askarov made all night. Well, <laughs> well, I I don't know. Tell me what you saw from from first round pick Yaroslav Askarov. Um. I don't want to judge him based on one game. I don't want to just judge goalies or anyone based on one game, but prize that Askarov and Levi were six rounds apart. Yeah, that's unbelievable. That, like they shouldn't Askarov and Levi should not be taken over six rounds apart based on what I've seen in this tournament so far. I yeah. think Askarov has been way better than last year. I'm excited for next year for him to be back and you know get even better. Um, I I like Askarov. Um, I feel like. If he could hold on to his stick, it'd be a little bit easier for him. Um, I don't. I, I shout think. Out, shout out to Yaroslav Askarov's stick on Twitter. Oh gosh, they made one of those. Yep. Oh from, no, from the makers of PSN camera. <laughs> yeah, 
freaking that stick was just all over the place. Like just, just ask Ray Ferraro. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, I think Askarov was was not great this game specifically, but is still having a pretty solid tournament and demonstrating growth and development. Okay, here here's here's what I'm gonna say about Askarov. I keep hearing about how great of a goalie he is. Like I see his numbers that he puts up in Russia, right? And I hear all these scouts um, you know, compare him to Vasilevsky and say how he's going to be this great goalie. I still have not seen that Yaroslav Askarov. He's played at two World Juniors tournaments now. And I guess he was all right through the group stage, but yeah, when it gets down to crunch time and you know your tournament's on the line, it's two tournaments in a row that Askarov hasn't, the Russians haven't been able to count on him. Last year, he got pulled in the semifinal. Yeah. This year, some people say he should have been pulled again in the semifinal. Yeah. So I, and again, I'm, I don't want to judge him based on watching him for essentially five games over the last two years. Yeah. But at the same time, th- this is the World Juniors. It's the biggest stage on the planet for players this age. Mm-hmm. These are big games. Maybe it's a nervous thing. Maybe it's because uh, I there's no doubt in my mind that he's a good goalie. Yeah. It's whether or not he can perform on on the big stage. And he's going to have to figure some things out before he can play in the NHL, man. And I'm yeah. not even I'm not even talking about holding on to his stick. I'm like he's for me he's got way way too much movement in the crease. He's kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. Like he he's like the opposite of Devin Levi. Devin Levi is calm and he has kind of a soothing presence on the game. Askarov yeah. is just he's, you know, 6 feet out of his net without a stick. <laughs> and his glove hand was his weakness tonight. Which, could you just point out how cool it is that he's a southpaw in that? Shout out, uh, wasn't Grant Fuhrer right-handed? Grant Fuhrer, yeah. Udo, Steve Udo Mason. <laughs> Steve Mason again, making a, getting a mention on the show. <laughs> I'd love to have Steve Mason on the podcast. That'd be cool. Let's do it. I think um, we should. I think we should get uh, Minnesota Wild general manager Bill Guerin first. Yes, please. Oilers legend, <laughs> and the guy who decided that a center core of Johansson, um, Bukestad, Benino, and Erickson Eck is going to be sufficient. And don't forget Marco Rossi. Well, he's not ready yet, but oh boy, do they need him to be ready? <laughs> if he is ready, that changes everything. He could. But, hey, he could surprise in training camp. I hope he does. You, I'm. You never more. know. Right, that you team like I saw bad. Yep. Um. So yeah, like Askarov. I again, he's a good goalie. No one's. I don't think any. Well, probably some people questioning that, but they probably <laughs> watch two hockey games a year. <laughs> I. I don't know. He's got some stuff to figure out. 
Yeah, I don't disagree, but he is 19, 20. Yeah. Please do mm-hmm. take a bit. I I don't think Askarov's going to pull a Matt Murray, Jordan Bennington cup run as a rookie. I don't I think he's going to be slow. He's he's not going to come in and be a starter. He's going to come in and he's going to be a backup for a little bit and he might get sent down. He's going to come back and be a backup for a little bit and then at some point he'll be ready to be a starter. And um and I still think that's where his potential lies. I'm not going to come out here and say Vasilevsky, but I I think he's going to be a uh, a starting goalie that you can count on. Um, looking in Nashville, Pekka basically toast. Um, luckily, they got Soros there. But I'm thinking at some point, it's like a Soros-Askarov tandem with the starters transitioning from Soros to Askarov is going to happen, assuming no one is traded or anything. And I think he's going to be good. Well, Askarov's next man up, is he not? After Soros? I don't know the Preds. Uh, farm I, team I, that well, but he's got the most potential for sure. I don't know how much depth they have there, so yeah, um, I, I'm not sure it, at all. In the other net, Devin Levi was solid again, 28 for 28. So his shutout streak is—he has a shutout streak now. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's two games in a row. And then when was the Finland goal? That was in the third. So where I like. Six periods in a bit. Mm-hmm. Man, every time I watch Devin Levi, I'm just more and more impressed. He's he's good. I can say that for a lot of the guys on this Team Canada team, but he's just... Mm-hmm. I think Florida has something in the way they develop goalie prospects because it's starting yeah. to yield results a little bit. Just on Nashville situation there, Nashville only has two goalies at camp right now. And it's their guys. In their system, they also have they have Devin Cooley, who's on um, Ethan Halder, Thomas Constantin Volkov. So yeah, basically as cross your because I don't know of any of those names. So I'm assuming yeah. if if he's not your third right now, he's expected to be as soon as you know he's back from Edmonton. But, yeah. Um so we move into the third period. The most fireworks that we saw in this game, I thought at, towards the end of the game, I thought things were going to get out of hand um, in a physical sense. Mm-hmm. But it really never happened apart from Krebs and Artikov <laughs> getting a little nasty. Quincinelle Miners. I didn't think Krebs deserved a penalty there, but whatever. Uh, what is? And then uh, he used some industrial language in the penalty box <laughs> that yeah. uh, TSN Mike's picked up. So, and of course, with no crowds uh, booing the call, you yeah. can hear it. <laughs> That's just how we say "good game" in Canada. Okay. Oh yeah, no worries. <laughs> but he didn't mean anything by it. Um, and then cousin Dylan Cousins, because of course, ends up with the empty net goal, but. Devin Levi had two shots at at the empty net, and he yeah, that's funny. He he like shots is a bit of a is a bit of a stretch, but he definitely like thought about shooting and got it off his stick. Sorry, I meant like I meant like chances, opportunities. Oh yeah, it, oh yeah. Was it Jamie Drysdale? He drilled in the back, or who was that? <laughs> yeah. So also, yeah. can I just show Drysdale right now? Man, that guy's good defensively. Holy crap! Just. Yeah, but, awesome. 
when uh, for the first time in a while, I was actually when Cousins kind of had the break towards the empty net. I was like, "Don't score! Don't score! I want to leave by the score." I think Cousins and Pelche or Pelche. I think it's only supposed to be two syllables. They went towards the net. I want them to just like just back, get all the Russians chasing them. Cut back. Saw Hail Mary passed back to Levi, who yeah. just, was to just shoot over everyone. You yeah. know, just like I, basically what I want is pass back to Levi, and then have all of Canada's guys just take a Russian, and, and Levi I, just <laughs> over top of them, yeah. ET over the moon style. That's and what I want. By the way, I think it is three syllables, but it's it's not Pelche, it's Pelchie. Pelchie, I think. I don't know. Okay. I know I've been saying it wrong. It's not Pelche, or just Pelche. It's French, so no matter how you're pronouncing it, you're pronouncing it wrong. <laughs> okay. Player of the game, for So, yeah, nothing else happens. 5 nothing final score. Player of the game for Team Canada, Devin Levi, 28 save shutout. Duh. <laughs> um, and then the best player for Team Russia, Vasily Podkolzin, whose stats consisted of one shot and four penalty minutes. Interesting choice. Um, yeah. I'm just looking for. I mean, Askarov wasn't terrible. He was thirty for thirty-four, so not not good by any means, but not. Yeah. He didn't cost them the game. No, I don't think so. Of um, course, I think he could have stole the game if he was better, but he by no means cost them it. Yeah, I think Russia could have won if they had Wayne Gretzky on their team. Mm-hmm. Like, thank you, Captain Obvious. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know if like, now might only help a little bit. I mean, I'm assuming he's still really good at hockey, but I don't, I don't know how fast Gretzky is right now. Let's see, like faster 60. than you? Oh, easily faster than me. Everyone's sure. faster than me. Frick, I can if if if, if like. You wanted me to like race McDavid around the ice. McDavid would be done in 13 and a half seconds. And if you pull, it would just be 13 and a half minutes. And I think I could, I think I, I could comfortably clear that goal, but it's still going to be a while. Hey, hey, don't be too hard on yourself. You're, you're improving. You're getting better. If I have a hockey stick in my hand, I'm, I, I, can, I can make it probably around the ice in like three minutes. I just need a stick and a reason, you know? <laughs> I need some motivation. Also, it, it can't be like step on the ice and then go. I have to be like, have been playing that like specific sitting for. What, do you need you a know, push? You get comfortable with it. Hmm? You need a push? I mean, I, I'm sure I would make me faster. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> okay, Ryan. Uh, your standout performance in this one? Um, I I just said it. Jamie Drysdale, you bitch. I that hate guy, you. That guy was so good defensively. I can stop now if you want to continue because I can also shut up Pelche. I hate shutting out Flames prospects on the show, but Pelche elevated that line. He made two great passes. Yes, one of the passes was on an empty net, but it was still a nice sauce, a nice it was a short saucer pass. Um, goal, saucer, bass. Um, and so yeah, I think Pelche. For a, and again, I don't like shutting off 
he looked good in terms of passing, positioning, and skating. Hey, so you want to talk fine. about the other guy? It, it's fine. <laughs> it's like how you're allowed to cheer for uh, Ryan Getzlaff and Corey Perry once every four years. Even cheer for Perry. Getzlaff maybe, but... It's, I would want Perry to get like hurt in the first game and then be replaced by the next man up. <laughs> it, it's about the crest on the front, man. Um, so yeah, like yeah. Jamie Drysdale. Apparently, some people were saying he's a bad defender. Which... I heard a little bit of that before the draft, and you know why? It's because Erie was terrible last year. Like and, his, and people looked at his plus minus only and didn't watch any tapes. I'm sorry, That's but why. that like, excuse my language, but that is crap. <laughs> that is horse crap. A pile of horse doo doo. That that defender. is Mugsley baloney. Like there twice in this game, Jamie Drysdale got beat by a forward with the puck. And both times, like, he was two or three steps behind him. He caught up to him and then just forced him off the puck, and there wasn't even a shot out of it. The first time he did it was on the power play, and he had been out there for almost a minute. He was gassed. And 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 that time, it was was his stick work. he still fought him off. The kid is gutsy, and he is good at hockey. I wish Anaheim took him and Stutzla because now Drysdale's in, what did I say? Anaheim. I meant Ottawa because now Anaheim, there it is, has, and that's going to be I mean, Anaheim in our division next year and onward. And I'm terrified because Drysdale, Drysdale looks like someone who's capable of not being completely embarrassed by McDavid when he gets to his peak. That's actually a really good way to sum it up. That that's what I was thinking. Like I'm not saying he's gonna like be able to handle it because I don't oh, think anyone can. But, but he like, will not be embarrassed. He might get lucky and get a stick on a puck or something, right? Yeah, like I'm talking like like about like time. I would say Drysdale is going to get his get, get lucky, and half the time he's just he's gonna be right there and not get embarrassed, but just get beat. Yeah, and um, I wish he was in the Eastern Conference. Like Drysdale might be able to force McDavid to the outside as opposed to he might be able to take a breakaway goal into a circle around pass to Nuge goal, you know? Mm-hmm. Or like a or like a you know, a hooking penalty or something. Yeah, just just, just, just a power play goal. <laughs> uh just kidding. Refs don't call hooks on McDavid. You're fine. Bada bing bada boom. Just hook, hook them, them wrap them up. Want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh I want to give another quick shout out to uh, Alex Newhook. First game back from the injury. He got that goal in the first, especially in the first period. He was flying. He was the fastest player on the ice for Canada. He was was zipping. He was zooming. (laughs) Zipping Uh, and zooming. (laughs) He he put in a really good effort tonight. So, uh, yeah. Before we talk, before we preview the big one. Uh. Three best players of the tournament were named for Team Canada, which I find odd because not only is there one game left, but it's the most important game. They don't want to have to do the handing out the watches at the gold medal ceremony. So. Fine, I'll take the watches. <laughs> Problem solved. <laughs> all three? You want all three watches? Well, you can have one. 
even you have four limbs, you're gonna need at least, you're gonna need at least a fourth watch, or it's just it's gonna look dumb. Well, I have my own watches. Okay, They're can not. I still have one? <laughs> yeah, of course you can have one. I currently own one watch, and it is too small. A for Lego watch lights up, and it's it's the Avengers. I got it as a oh. Christmas present, um, like two years ago, three I think two years ago. Yeah, it's Avengers. It lights up. And it doesn't fit on my wrist, even at the like most biggest. Um, I think it's meant for like six year olds. Um, but I digress. I could I could use a watch. You're a savage. What kind of man doesn't have a watch? <laughs> um, I have see this thing. I have you may have heard of it. It's a phone. It also has the time. Um, yeah, I just don't like. I I I don't. I I sometimes check my wrist as like a joke. Like if someone says like, "Oh, are you free on today?" I might like check my my wrist. Um, and it's, but I don't and it's have funny the there. first time you hear it. The, the the first time that like it happens, oh my gosh! When school's back in person and I pull that that joke out on oh, someone, they're gonna man. love it. But the, only once. It's only funny only once. Only once, and then you hate it. <laughs> well, then I don't but do it anymore. I like I like seeing you do that joke in front of new people because I like seeing their reactions to it. Yeah, <laughs> even though even though the joke is fucking old, it's so bad. Um, yeah. Like, if you were to take check my if, watch, if you were to take one thing from this episode of Yeksports Game Day, kids wear a watch. Watches <laughs> are cool. Um. So Canada named the three best players of the tournament. Talk about off the rails, cheese. Uh, the selections. Were Devin Levi, Bowen Byram, and Dylan Cousins. Is, are those the right picks? I have one question, and I know because I watched What's the that? I watched the Germany elimination game as well as another one. Do they pick one forward, one G, one defenseman? I don't know. Because every single every single one I've seen, they have done that. So if that's the case, they one hundred percent made the right call. If that isn't the case, I think they also made the right call. The thing is with Canada really make a wrong call i feel like i feel like like i i i feel like mcmichael could have been in your top three but i was extremely impressed by Byron. um i I would have taken anyone out of the top three for mcmichael i'm just saying that we had a lot of players who who top three best uh the overall if i was picking that's honestly exactly who i'd go with i think uh thomasino could get some discussion for that because he was amazing in the first couple games. Yeah, uh, first four games he was lights out. Quinton Byfield, I think, should be up there. Mm-hmm. Um, Peyton Krebs for sure. I think out of any, like, I think Peyton Krebs is your honorable mention. Mm-hmm. If I'm being totally honest, uh, yeah. but if one of these position, no one's close to Cousins though. So regardless, whether <laughs> position like when they said and now the or no the guy was french so it was like how do you talk it but it was like a classy french you know it wasn't a normal french it was actually classy (laughs) anyways also what the hell where's mark lewis like come on guys what are we doing here tweet him you should your tweet before you should tweet him and ask like geez Unless he said no, which I totally got. He's living his best life. Oh, yeah. Uh, so the French guy was like, 
Canada's flaw best players of the tournament. And in my head, I was well, I actually said this to the TV. It wasn't in my head. I said as Levi, usual. I said Levi Cousins Byron. Those were the best three players for Canada at this tournament. So And then that's it. It happened. I, I think it's the coaches of the team make those decisions. So Yeah. The call. reason I'm wondering about the position is because I watched Germany get eliminated and they had their starting goalie who was great. They had Stutzla, obviously. And then they picked a defenseman over or Eliash. And the defenseman, I'm sure, was great. But I just, you know, he wasn't, I didn't notice him. So that's yeah, why I ask. I, I don't know. I I know like the tournament does have an award for best forward, best defenseman, best goaltender. So yeah. maybe I I don't know. Who knows? Doesn't really matter. I think what I think the way to test this out is you go and find a team that both their goalies or all three of the goalies are just absolutely atrocious and see if they still pick one of them as a top three. Yeah, That's I how guess. you tell. Yeah. We gotta do some testing. <laughs> we'll do this later. Um, so this is the part of the show where we look at, uh, the scoring leaders. Not much has changed. Uh, Dylan Cousins still in first place. 16 points in six games. Minor correction. He actually was not in first before today's game. Okay. Well, he's in first now. Good. Ryan, the man has 16 in six. We need to do maths. Um, I'm just gonna check my watch. Uh, that's approximately six goals per game, per oh, points man. per game. That's insane. That's ah. What you you said two point six? Yeah, two point like six 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 six. Okay. Uh, so you're saying the cousins is producing at two point six six in these two, games? Two point six seven. Okay, Wayne Gretzky's two, 215-point season, his <laughs> best season, was only he was only producing at 2.62. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. Dylan Cousins is better than Wayne Gretzky. What I will say is Dylan Cousins is currently more dominant in these six games than Gretzky was for those 82. There you go. Which is insane. Assuming... And- and, and that and, if that season was actually eighty four games, it's even lower. I assumed it was eighty two. I'm not totally sure. But and and he's play and Cousins is playing against you know goalies that use the butterfly. <laughs> yeah, and actually Legit. have pads. And also, let's not forget that he's twenty years old or nineteen and, years old, and he's not and using. Actually, the how old was Gretzky that season? He was around there too. But Cousins isn't using the root of an oak tree. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Okay, so tied for first place, but actually in second place because uh, he sucks. Uh, Trevor <laughs> Zegers also had 16 points, but he only has six goals. Where Cousins, he's only a goal per game. Where Cousins is above a goal per game. Wow, good job, Zegers. Um, Another Anaheim then, prospect. Damn it! <laughs> I think this is really cool. In uh, third, fourth, and fifth, we got three Germans. Stutzla, awesome. Paterka, and Eliash, Elias. Elias, Eliash, Elias, Eliash, Eliash. And then the lone... Arwash. 
The lone Finn in the top 10 is Anton Lundell. He's got eight points. Uh, and then Connor McMichael and Peyton Krebs both have eight points each. And then Matthew Boldy and John Farinacci of the United States, seven points apiece. Dylan Cunningham is unbelievable, dude. Mm-hmm. Okay. How do, uh, okay, question. How does Buffalo have Jack Quinn, Dylan Cousins, and Paterka? They have Jack Quinn? Are you fucking kidding me? Yes. I forgot Buffalo about has that. And Paterka. Holy shit. That's bonkers. Okay. And also, they had Casey Middlestad, who was just as good at the juniors. <laughs> <laughs> Remember him? <laughs> no. Yeah, me neither. But yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right, so this is the big one. This is our last preview of the tournament, Ryan. This is it. This is the last time we will be saying that there's a game coming up. We made it to the last game. Now, how's it going to go? All right, so let's let's take a look at some stats. So power play, which uh, Ray Ferraro said hasn't really been playing well, which, I mean, 33% is pretty damn good for a power play, so... (laughs) Um, the United States is at 43%. Uh, U.S. has a sl- slight advantage in the penalty kill. They're at 76.9%. Canada's at 76.5%. So that's basically a wash. Uh, Devin Levi's at a 968 save percentage. First of all, 968? Are you joking? <laughs> uh, Spencer Knight's at 927. Not to be outdone. And once again, both teams are averaging zero fans per game, which we you know established that, is a lie. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what Levi's um, even strength save percentage is? 1,000. It's 1,000. 1,000. Holy chickens. That is that's, that's wild. So we talked about how Dylan Cousins is better than Wayne Gretzky. Statistically, Devin Levi at even strength is the best goalie of all time. No, Scott Foster. And the best goalie that will ever live. Scott Foster. You can't be better than a thousand. Scott Foster was a thousand. Yeah, but Devin Levi faced more shots, so he has a tiebreaker. That's correct. Good point. <laughs> so, okay, so just to recap Devin Levi is the best goalie of all time. Scott Foster is the second greatest goalie of all time. Yep. And number three is probably Mike Smith. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> Canada, U.S. Ryan, how do you feel? How, what are you thinking going into this game? I wish it was Finland instead. That's Me what too. I'll say. Me too, kid. Me oh, too. They came so close. They tied the game. They came so close. That was a Freaking hell of a Arthur game, though, Kaliev. Hey? That was also, that was a great game. You know how we mentioned the fact that Brad Lambert does not sound Finnish. Tell yeah, me Kaliev. How does Kaliev sound American? Dude, he's literally from Kazakhstan. <laughs> okay. He um, is he is as American as Oktoberfest. <laughs> wow, okay. Well, I don't know if I mean I think that if, if both Kaliev and Lambert don't play in that game, I don't really know how it goes, but I don't know if either of them are legal. I mean, Kal- just saying. Kaliev scored the game winner, so. 
yeah. I mean, I, I didn't. I, I know. I know that um, Lambert didn't score, but he is probably an impact player. Regardless of that, um, there's another game happening involving the United States against Canada, and that's oh, yeah. a question about that one. And so I will get back on topic. Uh, I am a little bit concerned. I feel like we usually lose to the States in the final whenever we play them. The States but. have steamrolled everyone, but so have we. And Ethan, do you want to introduce the 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 piece de resistance? I don't know what that means, but sure. Um, okay, Ryan. So, yes, Canada often loses to the United States when playing in a gold medal game. Mm-hmm. However, for the purposes of this argument, all of those losses came in a shootout. Every single one. Sure feels like it. <laughs> sure fucking feels like it. The good news is, and yes, I know, I can hear you saying John Carlson 2010 or whatever that was. I don't care about that one. We're just dealing with... Just shut up. <laughs> Ryan, as yep. of last season... The IIHF has eliminated shootouts in the gold medal game. If the game goes to overtime, which let's face it, it probably will. You play until someone scores. Just like or it ends in, overtime or what? Or an or it ends in a tie. Um, no, it does not. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, I think it's. Let me double check the overtime rules. Is it like ten minutes in flood? Like what is it? I don't know. Um, yeah, while I, you're checking I, that, I will say that the fact that there's no shootout is reassuring. Because even if we're going to lose, I'd rather not be in a shootout, basically. And yep. if we're going to win, rather not be in a shootout, rather just there not be a shootout at all. Um, shootouts are very interesting to watch. They are fun to watch. I do enjoy them. They should not decide hockey games. That's my take. Thank shootout, you for listening. Shootouts are good in one situation. Uh, hockey tournaments... When you have 15 minutes between games. Yeah. So like, um, you know, if you got like your, your, your U12s playing and freaking the Knights are out there and then the, the Barons have to play at like, you know, the, the, the Barons got to play against the, the Scorpions like six minutes later. Let's end this. But other than that, not do the shootout, please. Oh my god, Ryan. Oh my god, 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 oh my god. No, shut up. Yes. No. What? Gold medal game. 20 minute periods. Are you sitting down? You sitting down for this? Usually. Three on three. Ryan just gave gear and headlights. Three on three for 20 minutes? Three on three. At the junior level? Oh, my God. Uh-huh. Ethan, I want you right now to imagine McMichael, Cousins, and Byron out there against three bums. No, I don't want to. My brain's going to explode. That's they, Oh, they just would be... They move so well. They move so well. Buckle up, ladies and gentlemen, because this is going to be by far the game of the tournament. It's like, going to overtime, and it's these, going to three on three. These were the consensus picks. To be in the gold medal game. These are the two teams with the most talent, the most first round picks, most NHL prospects. You know, Dylan Cousins, Arthur Kaliev, uh Peyton Krebs, 
Trevor Zegers. Matthew Boldy. Matthew Boldy, who had a clutch block to oh, yeah. end the, the Finland game. You know, Quinn Byfield, Alex Turkett, um, Cole Perfetti, Cole Caulfield, like Spencer Knight and Devin Levi. Like this Who are both Panthers prospects? <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> Along with Bobrovsky for eight more years and these are, Rieger, like, like okay. On, on paper, these are by far like it's not close. These are the two best teams at the tournament. I thought that Russia would make it to the final, that USA would choke earlier, but I did yeah, too. So. But I'm I'm just going on paper, just the talent they have. I agree. And I agree. Not only are they they the best teams in this tournament, but they're some of the best teams that this tournament has seen ever. Is that Perhaps. crazy? I think so. I think this team Canada team, now they have to win, but this is the best team we've ever seen at this tournament. I just a part of me is just thinking about what if you what if you still had Doc Robertson left from Jack Hughes. Oh my gosh! <laughs> uh, so, I I I almost feel like like I don't even want to give a prediction for this game because I know it's going to be wrong. There is no predicting what's going to happen. Well, if you know it's going to be wrong, say the states are going to win. Well, no, because then I'm just inviting the hockey gods to bring their wrath down upon me. Ryan, <laughs> have you learned nothing from 18 years of being an Oilers fan? Get real. <laughs> so, um, yeah, get a good night. At least we're not sleep. Dan Rosen with predictions. The prophecy man himself. <laughs> <laughs> He's the anti-prophecy mon. <laughs> so yeah, get Ryan, get a good night's sleep because you're gonna fucking need it. Tomorrow's gonna be a roller coaster. Oh yeah. Um, I still kind of want to give a prediction. So why don't we predict the bronze medal game? Okay. Rush, Russia, Finland. Um, I'm I'm gonna go Finland. Four. Four two. With an empty netter from um, Newmanen. Okay, you take Finland. I'll go with Russia. I'll say... I'll say 4-2 as well. I think that's it. Yeah. That sounds about right. I on it, like if, if I was like to put money on this, I would Russia. I just feel like saying Finland. Sure. And they hey, played good today. They played an awesome game against the States, so... We'll see if they can carry that momentum. Yeah. Yeah. That, also, L- Lindell looks really good. Also, Florida prospect. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that's exciting. All the Finnish prospects <laughs> move from Winnipeg to a place that actually has an airport, apparently. <laughs> you got anything else? Ethan, I just want to say happy birthday. Oh, shucks. Because it's not this my episode, birthday yet. Well, not yet, but when this episode's out, it will be. So everyone listening, be sure to go uh, DM Ethan. Just spam him with birthday gifts. Um, by the time this is edited, it's definitely going to be a birthday. Let's just... Are, like, are you saying I can't edit this in 45 minutes? I think you can, but who's going to listen to it like at this time of night, you know? People are going to listen to it. 
just I mean, to spite perhaps. you. <laughs> okay, I feel sorry. like when this I'm, is discovered, it'll be your birthday by then. So. I'm I'm interrupting your birthday wishes, so I will yeah. be silent from now on. Uh, happy to Ethan, everybody, everybody, make sure to go and 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 say that to him. Say that Ryan sent you. Um, but actually, maybe let's keep a surprise. Maybe don't say Ryan sent you. Um, but yeah, uh, that's that's what I'd like to close with today. And yeah, I'll act surprised. Thank you very much, Ryan. Um. I say this every year, but the only thing I really want for my birthday is for Canada to win the gold medal. So, isn't that a great day to have a birthday? It's, it's always the, the gold medal game. It's the <laughs> best birthday. It like yeah. <laughs> that's God put me on this earth to be a hockey fan, and <laughs> that that's do you the know? Sign. Do you know what the um how the how the juniors game in your birth year? Do you know how it went? Did we win? Uh, actually, when I was born. They didn't have, like, only uh, six teams made the playoffs instead of eight. Okay. So it was the fourth <laughs> the gold medal game. Darn. <laughs> but when I actually started watching hockey, it was always the fifth. So. Oh, yeah. So that's nice. I think I think Canada won in 2 it, it was Canada or Russia. My goal is to have a Stanley Cup Finals game birthday. Um, an, an Oilers Stanley Cup final game. Oh, on June 5th. It's not going to happen I, this year because this year is too late. But, hey, uh, there has been Stanley like, like Cup final games before on my birthday. So. I would take that any <laughs> Like an Oilers winning the Stanley Cup on June 5th. Yeah. Like I would um, much- It would have to be a sweep because unless there's some sort of like shift in the schedule. But I know Washington Vegas game four was on June 5th. I'm pretty sure. I could be a day off. My memory tells me it was on June 5th. So there, there is cup final games on my birthday some years. Um, it's usually like game four still. But, and this year, it's not going to be close. This year, second round at that point. But well, this is still in it. On my birthday, I'm going to be like, so. Like Ethan, I said. Do you think it's I, ever happened before where the Oilers were playing hockey on my birthday, but not yours? Has that ever happened before? Like, I don't mean like on the date. I just mean like generally, like at that time. Like, I don't think this happened. <laughs> what are you Googling? Like, it's lockout years, but they didn't make it that far in the playoffs. Or they make the playoffs up. So, be the first time. The turn tables. Game one of the 2006 Stanley Cup Finals was on June, June 5th. Wow, so it's already happened before. Well, of course, of course that I don't was, know how I missed that. Of course, uh, that was also the biggest comeback in Stanley Cup Finals history, where the Oilers blew a three-goal lead. <laughs> And that was the game that Rollison got hurt. So, let's put more games on that day. Is that what I'm hearing? Shitty game. Shitty, shitty game. <laughs> we'll either mean another game that isn't shitty to redeem. Just put on the fourth and the sixth. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I think that just about does it for us. Uh, we'll be back one more time to wrap up the cold metal game. Maybe. Well, if our hearts are broken, don't expect anything. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. 
Ethan, we got a Oilers season preview bonus coming up soon as well, so look forward to that. To everybody, the special guests. We're not going to tell you who the special guests are, but of course not. But we got going to be some like special guests, plural, as in more than two. More than two. I know, crazy stuff. Holy right? man, people are going to be like, oh, it's just going to be like Ryan doing a second voice and Nelson Nelson. It's going to be Ethan with two sock puck sock puppets. <laughs> Shock puppet. Shock puppet. <laughs> Alright, uh, so yeah, that does it for us. Um, Canada, hit her powder, let's get at her. <laughs>